Hello guys and welcome back to the Black Girl Finance podcast. We are now in season two. I cannot believe it. We did like 25 episodes um, in season one. So we're now in season two. 2021 is season two year and we are going to be where the money resides as well as we are creating the community of unapologetic, ambitious, money-minded women. I wanted to start season two, 2021 off with a bang and I wanted the first episode to be really special for you and indeed it is. I have managed to get a very special guest on today who is doing amazing things for women in the finance space. She's a money coach and the number one best-selling author. Her book How to Save It is out now. I'm super excited guys. We have the incredible Bolasol on the show today and I'll let her introduce herself to you. wait a second guys before I get Bola to introduce herself just to let you know you do get more than one episode with myself and Bola I am actually featured on the latest episode of the last three digits podcast so go and check that out there's lots of conversation with Disu, Nigo and Bola Soul so you get two black women talking about money in one week so it's amazing so go and check out that episode as well listen to this one first go and check out that one or listen to that one first and then come and check out this one whatever way you want to do it but you get both of us this week. So surprise, like I say, I wanted to kick off season two with a bang because 2021, the first week was a bit iffy. So hopefully this will give you something to cheer you up and and get you where the money resides in 2021. Right, back to Bola Soul. Oh, Bola, I will let you introduce yourself to our listeners. Oh, my name is Bola Soul and I am a new recent author of the book how to save it fix your finances um i'm currently a finance coach yeah fantastic thank you so much for doing this episode with me so you've been working in the financial wellness space for some time now you've created the business refined currency yeah um rich girl chronicles yeah you also co-host um the last three digit podcast and now you have the personal finance book out i know so what made you write the book do you know what I had so I went to so many events back in the day and spoke to so many people and I just felt like I needed a book where everything I said was just there because what a lot of people need is the basics to get started and certain things to know everything from okay like what's your financial situation are you in debt what's your credit situation and certain people the questions they'd ask me I was I was getting so good at like repeating certain things and I was just like I just need to have it in a book yeah just something a physical copy it's almost like a business card where you say take it read it and um, go from that yeah brilliant you know um, one of the greatest um, great things for me about the book is that I'm able to finally read um, a UK personal finance book written by a black female author <laughs> you know I feel like for the longest time there's been a whole um, I've read so many personal finance books by white men by white women by um, you know black US women mm-hmm. but UK women there's definitely been a gap so for example for me reading your book you say you're from South London I'm like cool I'm from East London mm-hmm. um, you're one of six siblings is that right yeah I'm one of five so oh, I'm like wow. yes what, you know what number we relate. Are you? We are the youngest, so my twin and oh, I okay, were the youngest. The youngest yeah. um, you said that you managed the 10, 10K budget for Richmond College. I'm like, cool, I went to college. I know where Richmond College <laughs> is rather than some you know, college in the US. Um, you said that Oprah is your fairy godmother yeah. and she's mine too. So I was like, <laughs> yes. Um, so do you know what I mean? I mean, I can instantly relate to you and your book, mm. basically, and, and the content. And I know that um, you, know, you can tell me how I can invest in you know, 
a nice start or mm. you know how I can get on the property ladder in the UK rather yeah. than you know like when you read Rich Dad Poor Dad and it's all about property in Hawaii so I think I it's know. so important <laughs> I know I love Rich Dad Poor Dad but that was one thing I was just like I just can't relate and yeah. yeah it makes such such a difference um so what was my next question I know that for me a lot of the content that I've created for Black Girl Finance so for example a lot of the workshops that I create and even the book um a lot of it was created uh, and drawn upon the women that I work with and, and what they need so how did you decide what chapters to include in the book and what was your process um in deciding what chapters I think through having lots of clients that I've coached throughout the years um I realised that, you you know, you always have to start with budgeting because you have to know what's coming in and what's going out and where. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the next um, best step is like saving. So I just followed uh, a rule, like a rule of thumb that I have always followed in my mind. And yeah. said it's important because I speak to some people sometimes and they're like, yeah, like, I want to get started with investing and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, 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 let's, <laughs> let's, let's track back. And I'll be like, do you currently budget? And they're like, no um okay um are you in any debt and they could be like yeah and what's your credit like and they're like I don't know um do you have savings yeah a bit and I'm like right so everything is a bit vague and stuff let's get to the heart of the matter because I feel some people don't know the true reality of their situation until they see the number they see like the payment period and the time and things like that like I think a lot of people um don't think like that they just think yeah let's let's yeah let's jump ahead now and I always say try not to do that and be focused on where you are and then you can get to the next stage yeah absolutely i totally agree because yeah there there are kind of rules to things i think it, it just makes sense in terms mm. of i guess getting to the ultimate financial goals that you have if you are struggling with a lot of debt high interest debt there's no point in kind of just going ahead and investing without first tackling that yeah definitely agreed um I don't want to give too much away about the book because I want everyone to buy their own copy. So make sure you go out and buy your copy. Um, but I do note that um, the start of the book, you start with mindset. And also at the close of the book, you start with a chapter on wellness. Mm. So why is it important to talk about that, you know, kind of mindset and wellness when talking about money? Yeah, I feel like when it comes to mindset, a lot of the time we can have um, negative connotations or we can tell ourselves things that aren't positive about money. So people saying things like I'm broke, I always like make sure, even in Rich Girl Chronicles, I'm like, don't use that term. Yeah, I hate um, that it's, term. It's so damaging yeah. and stuff like that. And I always say as well, like when people say I'm rubbish with money and stuff, I say, do you know what? You would never speak to your friend that way. Why would you speak to yourself that way? And um, yeah, so I always say mindset's really important and that whatever you were taught about money growing up doesn't need to... Um, avalanche and become the definition of how you are with money growing up because some you know people say like oh money doesn't grow on trees and things like that and um that I think some people were even told no and they didn't understand why but I I think it's so important for people to take use their mind and still be curious still mm-hmm. ask questions and not feel silly yeah a lot of people tend to feel silly um and they shouldn't do you know what I mean absolutely like, and I think with wellness I say that because I've seen a lot of people have a lot of anxiety around money myself included I remember um just in the and it's weird looking back now like why was I so stressed because I'm not there anymore but I felt very anxious when um I lost my job because I was mm-hmm. like oh man like what am I gonna do but in the book I speak about um being the highest earner in my house at that time and how scary that was yeah um so yeah i just i find 
I just find like wellness is wellness is key and when it comes to your money look after your money and it just listen I, I, feel, I feel better I remember I remember times like um, maybe a year or two ago almost where I would be asked to speak about money and then if I wasn't in a great financial position I'd just feel like such an imposter yeah one of the great things about money is to understand like it's gonna like where you are in your money journey it's gonna fluctuate it's never gonna be you know you're never always gonna be high and always gonna be low and even if you are maybe one or the other maybe your version of it might change with time absolutely Mm -hmm. you know somebody could be like oh I only have 30k in savings and and that could be um, low to someone, could be high to someone else. So it's about learning to be content and not let money rule you. Yeah, and I like that you say in the book, you know, um, your money is not a direct kind of reflection, reflection of, of you. you. Yeah. You know, a lot of us put a lot of emphasis on how much money we have and, you know, the things that we have. And, and it's like if you don't have those things, if you don't have a certain amount of money, you're nobody. But no, you're still important. Um, and like you said, it things can fluctuate, things can change. One minute you could be up, something happens, you could be down. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think financial wellness and and kind of mindset about money so so important. So I really love the fact that you've got you open with that chapter and you close with the other, just to kind of hopefully by the end when people have read the book they'll feel better. Yeah. You know. Um. Thank also, you. you are a maths, mathematics and finance graduate. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what has your relationship been like with money? Have you always been good with money? Have you struggled, or have you just been okay? What has uh, it been like? Um, I've definitely had some times where I've like had no money at yeah. all, and I'm like, I don't want to be in this position again. But I think, looking back, I was actually quite good with money in uni in the sense where I never got into any debt. So I only first used my overdraft. Um, when I left uni, did you? I had no idea people really used it. I was in my overdraft from probably from day one when I went to uni. <laughs> but looking back now, understanding leverage and the fact that it was zero, it's usually zero percent because you're yeah. a student. Yeah. I wish I used it. Yes, yeah. And then when you finished, then that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Although although it's still hard to like pay that back. Do you know what I mean? Because you feel like it's yours for so long. Yeah. It can be quite a trip. Um, and then there was a time where I moved out. Um, like kind of almost straight after uni. And that was that was quite hard, just mm-hmm. because you know, you, like sometimes like don't grow up too fast. Yeah, and you stuff spend like a lot that. of money when you move out. Yeah, you yeah, buy you everything do absolutely, <laughs> uh, literally. So I was just like right, and I think that was the first time money became really challenging, and I just hated the way it made me feel. And I think I have just now told myself I just refuse to be in that place ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I find my my journey with money has gotten a lot better. I've but um, I definitely hit moments where I'm like oh. Is this a good decision here and there? But um, I, I feel I feel I feel very stable, and I'm very grateful for that. Fantastic! That that's good to hear. That's amazing. Um, so we know that 2020 has been a tough year for many people with the furlough schemes and redundancies. Um, and also as we move into 2021, the first week of 2021 has been a bit crap, to be honest. I, I know, it. but do you know what I always say? I always say the first three months of the year is a trial. Yeah. And yeah. we need to give ourselves th- this grace period yeah. before it gets started. At least let the sun come back out and see how you feel and then really get started. Definitely, definitely. Because, yeah, it, it, like you... you you end you know 2020 midnight and you think suddenly things are going to get better but at the end of the day things (laughs) are still the same you know yeah just a different year and then you end up still writing 2020 for ages yeah exactly (laughs) i'm still getting used to it but um would you give any final tips any final financial tips to our listeners what would they be yeah stay organized 
and being organized is a big part of being um, in a good place with your finances to know where things are and where things need to be at particular dates mm-hmm. um, is really important and know that whatever situation you're in is not final and also be okay with the fact that in some shape or fashion all of us have to basically just work yeah till the end to the end of our lives and, and that's not a bad thing just choose something that you actually like to do yeah that's true what was I going to say so I'll cut this bit out <laughs> um, so where can our listeners get your book yeah they can get it on um, Waterstones Amazon and I want to say foils as yeah. well <laughs> um, it's available in paperback ebook and audio so um, yeah so you can get it there final question and I'm going to move this somewhere else in, in this chat um how did it feel right in the book at first i just felt i remember i wanted to write this book for so long and then when it was time to write it my mind was going blank and i was like don't you dare do this. <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> i was like don't you do this and it every word feels so important every sentence feels so important because basically people are entrusting you yeah they're, they're really trusting you to like um to hopefully make an impact so I felt like I just wanted to be intentional and um, I went from feeling like an imposter to being like, nope, I've been doing this for years. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, I've been do- yeah, I just felt like I've been doing this for years and um, I can't let... I, like, I can't... I, I, I'm, I care more about the people than my fear of what it means to write this book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went in with that. But I, and I just think it's so interesting. I know I said that was the last question, but I just think it's so interesting yourself with, you know, obviously you, you're, you've got mathematics and economics, not economics, finance, a finance degree. degree. Yeah. You know, you're more than qualified. You've been running your businesses and you're, you're you know, coaching women for for so long, but you, st- you had that feeling of imposter syndrome. It, it just I know, amazes so, me. I'm just a bit like, like why it's so crazy but i think yeah i just do you know what and that's why i talk about the importance of like positive affirmations even with Mm -hmm. even with yourself i think there were times probably maybe two years ago where i just felt like i wasn't in a great place it's so funny because two years ago from now i didn't have a job and i was trying to be an entrepreneur and make it work and i just felt i wasn't getting through to anyone Mm -hmm. um companies didn't really want to speak to me and stuff and i was just like right so then I had to go back to a job I didn't like and I remember going back to that job and I decided to basically take an early shift and it was 6 a.m to 2 p.m every day so Mm -hmm. I was basically essentially waking up at like 4 30 a.m yeah and I remember showering in the mornings and I literally would be like I am smart um I am capable I can do anything this is temporary and like even I'm just so grateful to be in the place and I am now and I think that's the thing that we all need to hold on to when we're in situations that um sometimes we don't feel like we can see the light of day from there, yeah. there, will, there will always be another day absolutely and i think there is this myth that you know things just happen overnight and that you know you're going to put out your idea and it's going to be successful but there's a lot of grind there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it so yeah Oh, but it's been lovely speaking to you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I will be doing a giveaway of your book as well. So I'm going to, once this episode comes out, they'll be on on my Instagram. I'm going to be telling you what you can do to enter to win a chance of winning um, Bola's book. But thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. 
so there you have it guys like i said we are starting off season two with a bang and we will have more amazing guests moving forward i hope you like this interview with bola soul her book is really great it's a really great read um so make sure you get yourself a copy we'll be back next week discussing more money topics speak to you then bye